0: If we're honest, most of us have struggled with some level of doubt in God as Christians. But what if admitting your doubts is the very thing God wants to use to help your child see that your faith is genuine? I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting department. And Danny, it's really important for us to be honest with our kids. I think probably a lot of us are hesitant, though, when it comes to doubt. I mean, why is it important for us to share uh, our struggles in, in terms of our faith with our kids.
1: It really shows that faith is not an easy thing to grapple with. You're believing something that you cannot fully see. You see evidence of it, and it shows that you've taken the time to really consider what you believe. And sometimes, sometimes with that goes some doubts, and uh, it shows a vulnerability and an openness that uh, is so important to create that just that trust with your child as you're open with them. I know I've, I've been open with my kids about doubts that I've had along the way about my faith in Christ and moments where I've had the question mark, is this, is this really real? Is this true as a teenager, how I wrestled through that, what, what I went through to show the relatability that I totally get what you're going through. You're going through something that's, that's pretty tough. So it's important for us to enter those places in very open ways as we create the trust of our kids.
0: Excellent. Well, let's go ahead and hear a conversation that Jim Daly had with David Kinnaman and Mark Matlock. Uh, they're back to share about how they've worked with young people. And along the way, they're going to address ways you
2: can encourage your child's faith. Mark, I do want to bring in that that index card because yeah. this is where it fits. And some of the things as you were leading a youth group, what they would write down and talk about that exercise because we can do this as parents and certainly as mentors to our uh, kids' friends. What did you do and what did you see in those
3: responses? Yeah, well first was I wanted to create a really safe place for doubt where young people could say, I don't know what I think about this because what is the safest place for them to explore doubt? It's in church, it's in our homes. And sometimes we shut that down and we don't even realize how much we make it unsafe for our kids to share what really is going on in that internal dialogue. So as I started realizing this problem, um, I had this group of seniors and I gave them all index cards. And I said, write something down on this index card about you that you probably think I don't know, but I should know about you. Wow, great question and uh, they didn't have to put their name on it or anything like that, they collected them up, stuck them in a box, and then I went home and read them, and my heart just broke. I mean, these are kids that I watched, grow up in my church, and so many of them said, I really don't believe any of this anymore, Um, I'm just waiting until I graduate to, you know, kind of change the rhythm and I'm on my own, I respect my parents' faith so much um, that I don't want to disappoint them, but this was like half of the group. Yeah. And these are kids that had grown up in our church. Wow! And it was the first time in my experience as a youth worker where I actually had the number of seniors go up over the course of the year as opposed to go down Um, because we were engaging this topic. And it was a safe place. And they were telling their other friends, we're having really meaningful conversations. So what started as a terrifying reality to look at what these students had written on these cards turned out to be an opportunity to guide them in their path and their experience of Jesus.
2: That is so, so good. We are nearing the end here, and I do want to cover the other two. Uh, Training for vocational discipleship. Uh, David, describe that and what attribute that is and what did you see? Well, this is,
4: a, I think, a really exciting theme that we saw in the research, which is that if we can help people understand that God has made them for a unique purpose in the world, and that could include pastoral or missions work, but it, it may also include being a pastor and doing mission work in another vocation or career. And so the churches that do a good job of helping to vocationally disciple young people make a real difference, make a real resilient faith in it among young people. So this includes helping to teach how the Bible applies to different careers. If you want to be a coder, if you're interested in science and technology and engineering and math, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, you know, how can you bring a perspective about Christian calling in those spaces? Uh, What about those who are called towards entrepreneurialism, starting businesses and nonprofits and changing the world? Uh, How about young artists and creatives? And, And this has been, you know, we saw this in the You Lost Me research about a decade ago, that the church is losing some of the best and brightest not not just that we have become a gifted program for you know smart people but like if the church isn't capable of helping a young person who's going to go off to a great school and study science or go off to a you know new york city to study fashion like god has so much to say about these industries and so we've just found so much of that lacking and so you know great applications buy books for your kids um give them you know youtube channels Uh, to to suggest to watch and and listen to. Um, Find Christians in your community who are interested in the same careers that your kids are in. Get vocational guidance and and help. Mm -hmm you know, do assessment tools that help to say, what, what are you made for uniquely? What's your underlying motivations? How can the church contribute to a better understanding of who you are and how Christ, in, uh, you know, wants to
2: use you in the world? And, and I love that. Uh, you know, our vocation is part of our ministry. And I always saw that when I worked in industry. I, I didn't work in a nonprofit my entire life. My previous life, I, I worked in a for-profit venture. And every day I just woke up and I said, Lord, however you can use me today, in this environment, please use me. So it wasn't about selling the product that I was representing. It was about touching people's lives and helping them. And the Lord did bring a lot of people across my path. And I'm grateful for that experience.
3: Well, their faith shouldn't just be on Sunday. It should be integrated. integrated. And and I, I do workshops with churches, helping them integrate the principles of the book into their church. And I would say that every church that I've worked with This is the one theme that they say they are the worst at across the board, integrating vocation. This, I think, is one of the biggest opportunities because it's also something that parents are looking to bring kids in for. Oh, this church will help my kid find a sustainable uh, career and something that's meaningful to them we want to be part of this community so it's a really missing blind spot. Right, and going of... back to our discussion last time, you know, you mentioned this idea that
2: faith for so many young people is becoming in private, you know, I don't want to put my faith out there because I don't want to be seen as intolerant. You put those together and you got a, an issue if you're not integrated in your faith and your vocation able to speak about spiritual things in everyday life. We covered doubt earlier
0: in this podcast. Let's move to giftings, as Mark was sharing there. Danny, I think you've done a really good job. I mean, in our conversations and here in the podcast, you've shared ways that you've called out the good hmm. that you see in your kids. Give an example or two of how maybe that's played out lately.
1: Yeah, I've, I've loved doing this. Uh, recently, I, I told my son, he's just started college, and I said, hey. You're... Congratulations, by the oh, way. Thank that's, you. That's I huge. It. I said, a great job following through. On what you committed to do. And that was one of the the jobs that we had put in front of him to, to accomplish. Uh, and one of, uh, he also did something out of his own uh, noticing, his mm-hmm. own initiative. And that was washing the dishes when it wasn't his turn. He just went in and ah, he started, the started washing. Opened, so I, yes. said, <laughs> I said, son, that's responsibility. Yeah. I, that's fantastic. You're growing up to be a, a young man that learns how to serve. And so just that observation what are you becoming? while you're doing that. And I also pointed out to my daughter, she was getting up on her own and early for school and getting her things done before school. And I said, Hey, you're making some great decisions along the way to start off your day. That's that's just amazing. And I you know what I've also noticed is some things that my kids could be good at, yet fear stops them. And I sometimes I really bring that out for them. Hey, I notice you could be good at this, but you're afraid. What are you afraid of? Hmm. And many times it's, well, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of being embarrassed or I'm afraid I'm not going to be good enough. I go, man, those are the common fears everyone struggles with. What do you think could set you free so that you could maybe try it out and see if you could truly be good at that? And that's a gift thing. Many times fear is what gets in the way of us uh, wrestling through Imperfections of life, right? So, being able to become good at something and also pulls us away from faith. Our fear that is God really real? I, the fear of pain, many just fear itself mm-hmm. can prevent that. And sometimes our own fears prevent us from seeing what our kids are good at. Yeah. And so it begins with us. How do we wrestle through and uh, bring life to our kids through our words?
0: And I just uh, even as you're you're speaking there, I'm thinking what have you heard as a listener from somebody? What good word was poured into your life that was that encouragement you needed to just keep going in that same good direction? Uh, It's vital for us to do this as parents. Well, we heard earlier from David and Mark. Uh, They've done a tremendous amount of research on helping a young person stay strong in his or her faith. And uh, they've condensed their findings into a book called Faith for Exiles, which we have here at the ministry. It's available for a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount to focus on the family. Donate today, and uh, you can do so by following the link in the show notes. When you're at our website, there are several articles that our parenting team has posted. Uh, one is called Help Your Kids Discover What They're Good At. ties right into what we've been talking about. It's from Dr. David Clark, and we'll have the link in the episode notes. More from David and Mark next time. And uh, for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.